0: The Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series. Join our story of misfit teenagers as they struggle to save the world from climate change. Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. Episode number 98, Chief Santiago Has His Say.
1: Like I'm on my own, no one to light on my way. I hear the wind howl and the water rage. Will it ever be break of day? They say, All these rivers are flowing. You must go where they're glory in the night like a wandering star. You must travel far. We're all lost in a crazy world. What danger, I say Hear the wind howl and the water rage There must be rocks ahead, I said All these rivers are flowing Don't be afraid, you must they going, in the night like a wandering star, you must drive afar, some are wise friends, wise and true, but no one can see the end. Our best dreams are thrown on the wind. I know we're following them, we sing. All these rivers are flowing. Don't be afraid, you must go where they're going. In the night. Like a wandering star You must travel far You must travel far You must travel far
0: By 4.30, Abby was knocking on Tuck's door, and he opened right away. Oh, I was just coming to get
2: you. This has become a bigger meeting than I thought. Chief Santiago brought Geraldine and Phoebe with him. They're up in my office already.
3: Oh boy, here we go. Why can't things just calm down a little?
0: Tuck had moved his fancy chair out from behind his desk and placed it at the head of the conference table. Chief Santiago was already sitting there with Dr. Bear and Phoebe on one side. They rose for a warm hello and shaking of hands. Abby then sat next to Phoebe and Tuck joined Dr. Bear. Well,
2: it's nice to see you folks recovering. And Abby, let me tell you right away that I did see your parents after that small fire in the trailer park, and they were fine. Not hurt at all. As soon as they smelled smoke, they left the trailer, and the park gave them a new one. I'm uh, sorry I didn't realize they were your parents. Uh, I would have called you right away.
3: I understand, It's my fault for not staying in touch with them.
2: Uh, I I still should have done a better job, but uh, let's move on and take care of business. The time has come to clear up unanswered questions about the incident at the abandoned
0: house. The chief looked at each person around the table, expecting a response, and they all nodded. Abby wished the meeting were over already. Okay. I think I'm
2: aware of the basic sequence of events. Abby was living in that house. The mob arrives. Phoebe steps in to fight off a few people carrying burning logs or branches. Abby and Phoebe both confront the mob and then Tuck, Dr. Bear, and Jeremy arrive. A thunderstorm hits and the mob flees. I see their backs ducking into the forest as I drive up the dirt road in the rain. Everyone agree with that?
0: They all nodded The chief paused and looked at each person now The surprising thing is that
2: not one of you not one has named or described any of that mob so far. I Understand that a man with a burning branch came up on the porch Well, it's time to go on the record I'll be recording this interview unless any of you wish to object. All right with everyone? Here we go, then.
0: He clicked on a small tape recorder and began by questioning Tuck and Geraldine. They both replied that they arrived in the dark only to see a crowd with burning branches on the lawn before the house. They were not close to the mob and the wind was strong and gusting, and the light was bad. In short, they could not be sure of recognizing anyone. The chief then turned to Abby. She described peeking out of the door and calling Phoebe to join her and flee through the back of the house. It was only at the last minute that she stepped out And that was just to fling a burning branch off the porch. The crowd was far back at that point. Chief Santiago turned to Phoebe.
2: I've left you for last,
0: because you had the best chance to
2: see who was there. You followed them all the way from the church. You confronted them for, what, at least ten minutes?
3: I had to follow the mob at a distance in complete darkness. The storm clouds blanketed the moon and stars. I was afraid to come close to the mob of angry men. I only stepped onto the porch when the house was threatened with fire. People backed away when they saw I would defend the house. The wind blew the torches. The light was crazy. I was afraid. And yes, I did swing at a man, and he was carrying a large flaming torch. I heard voices, saw shapes, but I can't be certain of anyone's identity, and I won't swear by it. You know, I just returned to Middletown from a year at college. I'm not as familiar with the people here as I used to be, and I won't guess in a court of law.
0: Phoebe sat back and crossed her arms, making it clear that she had said all that was necessary. Chief Santiago was twisting the end of his gray mustache. He gave a deep sigh and turned off the recorder and pushed his chair back and crossed his legs. Now, if you all don't mind,
2: I'd like to say a few words. No need to reply. I just feel like giving you a little advice. No, more like a warning. Needless to say, I don't believe some portions of your testimony.
0: Now, don't interrupt. He held up his palm and looked them in the eyes. I'm
2: not asking for any information or trying to change anyone's story. This is now off the record. Just a chance for me to get something off my chest. I regard you all as friends of mine,
0: and I worry about your safety. He looked at each person in turn and nodded. Yes, I do
2: worry. Not only about you, but about all of us. The situation in this town, and by the way, in our state and country as a whole. It resembles a cold war. It breaks out into violence only occasionally, but it's heating up. And it's a war between David and Goliath. The way I see it, law enforcement and the system of justice are supposed to protect the innocent, and especially those without the resources to protect themselves. When law enforcement and justice fail, the strong usually rule. They take advantage of the situation to get whatever they want. Why? Because they can. They know if they don't, some other Goliath will. And the weak suffer, and lose whatever they have that the strong want. Virtually unlimited millions of dollars to spend in a small town like this can buy a lot of power and privilege. So, what's my point? Just this. You are all taking dangerous risks here. You've placed this battle beyond the reach of justice, and that means you are on your own. I hope you've got a plan and the ability to follow through, because it's not going to be easy.
0: The chief looked around the table.
2: (sighs) I don't want to leave you with the impression that it's just you. We're all taking risks all the time. Life is one big risk... But especially now? (laughs) Any comments? Okay, well, here's the bright side. The toy store and the coffee shop will reopen soon, perhaps even tomorrow. The Department of Health has ruled that neither store is a danger to the public or has willfully done anything illegal. That's justice at work.
1: All
3: right. Well, that makes sense. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Hey, 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 hey. However, however, they will not allow the green market in the courtyard or the concerts at Sammy's to continue due to complaints from the public, so-called. It's not like the town voted, but there you have it. I have phoned Sammy and Gilligan personally to give them the news. I know you have a church meeting coming up, so I'll be on my way. Please give my regards to Pastor Banks and everyone else. I'd love to stay, but people might get the wrong idea. You understand.
0: He smiled.
2: Well, thanks for listening, and try communicating sometime. I'll do a better job if I understand what's going on. Don't forget that.
0: The chief shook hands and slapped Phoebe and Abby on the back.
2: Well, gotta get back to work.
0: You're doing good. In a moment, he was out the door. Geraldine, Phoebe, Abby, and Tuck all looked at each other in relief. Geraldine was the first to speak.
3: Oh, thank God for Daniel Santiago. A real public servant. I love that man. Oh, you know what I mean.
0: Abby and Phoebe laughed. Tuck glanced around nervously and announced,
2: We've got another complicated meeting coming up.
0: He looked at his watch.
2: Uh, Almost six o'clock. We might already have guests in the basement. Uh, Janet knows to let them in.
0: They followed Tuck down to the large recreation room and heard guitars and a tambourine playing from a distance.
4: Take me up on long road Where the heavens open wide I want to tell you just how much we care Can she hear us when we cry? step at the time, boy, when you're feeling so empty, you got to lose just to live, boy. I don't see nothing here for free. Can I do something for you? Can you do something for me? Cause it's way, way after midnight And I can barely see Take me for a ride on your railroad Thanks for listening
3: to the Protectors of the Wood adventure series. Find all our projects on protectorsofthewood.com and support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and
4: every action counts.